what have I learned and what changes are coming to life of fiction? I'm going to answer that for you in today's episode. Hello, I'm your host, Jamie Buckley, and this is Life of Fiction, Episode 16. You know, I just got a notification in my email telling me that it has been 22 weeks of consistent publishing on lifeoffiction.com. I got that notification from Substack. And I, I think that's pretty dang cool. Over the past 22 weeks of publishing on lifeoffiction.com, it's allowed me to practice. It's allowed me to test the platform. And I mean Substack. It's allowed me to test the tools, the programs and things that I use to publish the material, whether it be Scapple or... Uh, Scrivener. It's also allowed me to test the hardware, like the mic that I'm using right now, and the, the different equipment. It's allowed me to observe the patterns. Oh my goodness, the patterns. The things that cause delays. Uh, my, my daily surroundings, and I'll explain that in just a minute. My habits, both, both good and bad. And the challenges that I face in being able to publish these things and make them available to you. It's also allowed me to create and test systems. Things like how to write up and pull all these things off, how to pull them all together, get things published, and to provide them to my readers and to my listeners. There are some things that I like. I have learned that I enjoy podcasting. I really like doing this. It's, It's challenging, but I like doing this. I think I'm getting better at it. I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting better at it, but I think that's actually a question that you need to answer yourself, not me answer for you. But at least I'm feeling a little bit more confident. I'm also finding a better ways to deliver the material to you. I'm pretty sure you've noticed if you've listened to the first podcast, you have noticed the episodes that I read. Now I don't think that I'm horrible at reading. But you can tell in the inflection, you can tell that I'm reading from something, a monitor, a paper, whatever. And now I am using an outline. So I know the material, I've practiced the material, but now I have things listed on two pieces of paper that are sitting here on my desk in front of me, and I just use them as prompts. That way I can be myself. I do a few more takes, but it works better. I feel more confident I enjoy this process better, and I feel the material that I'm delivering to you is better. So, another thing that I like is that Substack as a platform has all the options that I need. The more that I've used the platform, the more impressed I am. I have the ability to do audio and video, to schedule things, Uh, Building an an email list is a natural function. It's not something that I have to do. It just gets accomplished as I create that material and mix with my readers and my listeners. I think that's fantastic. Now, there are some things that I don't like that I've discovered during the last 22 weeks. The biggest of which is scheduling conflicts between real life and life of fiction. 
this podcast this morning is a perfect example. So I was supposed to release this podcast last week. I was supposed to do it on Wednesday. Could not do it. Tried to do it on Thursday when it was due. Could not do it. Actually, it was due on Friday. The next day, I had so many conflicts, I just didn't care and I had to walk away. I tried doing this yesterday. No, two days ago. <laughs> Could not get it done. Yesterday, I did it and the audio recording was completely garbage. And I had to let it go. And I spent the entire day running errands over a 300-mile trek with my wife. I come home last night. I'm so tired. I couldn't do this. So it is 4.35 in the morning right now to be able to do this podcast. And those are the kinds of conflicts that I have on a regular basis. It's not only timing, it's my environment. Things like I have children, but I have a lot of grandchildren that come and see me on a regular basis. I also have very young neighbors that come and play with my two youngest children. So there's a lot of noise that I can't drown out, that I can't edit out. And that makes doing podcasts incredibly difficult. Let's just say I'm being challenged all the time. <laughs> now that's just life. That's not a, that you experience that. Everyone that I know experiences this in some aspect of their life. This is not a complaint. It's that I want to be able to give you my very best. And when I know that I'm capable of giving you something better and I'm not doing it, it just feels wrong. Maybe you don't care about that. I don't know, but I care. I want to give you the very best that I'm capable of so that you know that you matter to me. And I hope you're okay with that. So I guess the, the third thing that has bothered me that really sticks during the last 22 weeks is my focus still feels off. And that, that doesn't sit well with me. So here's the question. What's going to change? Well, number one, I'm going to do it my way. I don't like social media. I hate social media. I don't like spending time beating on my chest saying, look at me, look at me. So, social media is, it's selfish. I think places like In Your Facebook is a place where people vomit and I'm just as guilty as everyone else, so I'm not pointing fingers at people. But the personalities that dominate the influencers, most of these folks that I've watched for years and years, I'm not overly impressed with myself. Now, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Maybe you love certain social media personalities. I do have some of my favorites as well. I do in different categories. But the whole environment of social media, it feels a lot like a video game. It makes me think a lot like World of Warcraft when I used to play that game. It's like everyone's running around for attention. Everyone's trying to get the new armor, to get rich, to be the most popular, most famous, most... It's people trying to be better than one another. There's always greater. If you take two of anything and put them together, two balls, two cats, two cows, two people, there will always be a greater and a lesser. If you take any two things, there will always be a greater and a lesser, but not 
a better Maybe that's a concept I need to bring up at another time. But I don't like that environment of trying to compete for the attention. Also, I don't think that it's real. I think these are platforms, whether it's in your Facebook or X now or Insta gratification, any of these platforms, they don't work for us. We are just meat for them. We're the product for them. And they do they have purposes? Can they do good? They can. They really can. But I've learned they don't work for me. For all the years that I have done this, it, they just don't work the way that people say that they work. At least not for me. Maybe I'm broken. I don't know. But I don't like social media, and I don't want to be drawn into that and compete. The second thing is that I don't want to pay to play. I'm done with that. It's funny, I remember years ago when I was drawing in my office when Wanted Hero was still a comic book, and my wife comes in and says, how did you do that? I said, do what? She says, how did you, how did you take over the internet? What do you mean take over the internet? She says, I just decided I wanted to see some of the things that you were doing with the comic books, and I looked you up on Google. And I saw in the search results, because I looked up your name, that the first 50, 60 pages, all the links are you. How did you do that? How did you take over the internet? And she, she didn't understand how the internet works. But that was a point in time when the internet was way younger. I get that. But it was at a time where you could work very hard and consistently and you would get the results of the fruits of your labors. And yet in today's world, no matter how hard you work or how many articles you do or how good you are at SEO, if someone comes in with a fatter wallet, they can buy the position in front of you. They can buy the attention. And I'm not willing to play that game anymore. I'm not willing because of high-tech in these platforms to be manipulated like that. The advantage with Substack is it's allowing me a way to communicate with you directly. I love this podcast because I can talk to you directly, and I don't have to go through Facebook. There's no one preventing us from having a conversation and me giving you stories, and I, I love that. I want to be able to control as much of this process as I can so that I can provide you with the very best of what I have. And that means getting other people out of the way. What happens if the rules change? What happens if the news that I read just the other day actually comes through and Zuckerberg decides to make people pay for logging into Facebook? I don't know if the article was real, but it said that people in Europe, they're going to have to start paying like what? Like a dollar a month. That's going to turn a heck of a lot of people off. I think it's funny. I think having to pay for Facebook, it's funny. I can see so many platforms that are saying, hey, this will be free. This will be free. This will be free. Hey, we have most of the world on here now. They rely on it. They communicate through it. Let's make them pay now. I mean, why wouldn't greedy people do this? I don't want to participate. I want to be able to provide you my best. 
and deliver it to you. It's that simple. So if there's a way for me to do this without involving other platforms, I know it's hard with books. I have to go the delivery routes with books. Well, yeah, yeah, actually I do. If I want to have printed books, because I still use print-on-demand, so I will still be compelled to use certain certain tools, certain platforms. But as soon as there's another option, I'll go another way. Because I would rather serve you directly. The other thing is that I want to let go. This might be confusing, but let me explain this. I want to be a storyteller. Regardless of what others do. I don't want to chase trends. I don't want to chase fads. I would like very much to build a world for you. A fictional world. A place that you can enjoy the stories. You can enjoy the experiences. Something that is personal to you. And regardless of what other people do, I want to sit over in this corner over here and draw and tell stories. And maybe... Ah... Maybe this is going to be something that that puts me in a corner that I might look like it. I'm sitting in timeout or something. I don't know. But I know there's a better way to do the things that I've been trying to do for 20 years. 20 years. No one can come to me and say, well, you didn't try. No, I've been doing this for 20 years. And the way that I've been doing it up till now has not worked. And so I want to pivot. I want to try something else. So how will this podcast change? Because that's what you want to know, huh? Here's the first thing. Number one, we are going to go to seasons. Now, there are tremendous advantages to doing seasons. One of which, the timing can be perfect. I can actually assign some time section it out, and focus on that. Now, here's the fun thing. In setting aside time, I have talked with our wonderful local librarian, and I have the ability to go into our city's library after hours, like in the middle of the night, to record. Now, if you didn't know this, and I learned this by accident, actually, is the last time that I did an audiobook, I actually recorded it in that library, got special permission, and I did it in the middle of the night. And what was amazing is it was like the perfect sound booth. Something about the sound waves when they go out and they hit all those curved spines on the books on the walls, and it disperses the sound. So it is perfect. I could actually set aside a certain period or block of time, and I could record very deliberate sessions, episodes of Life of Fiction, and then I can collect them together and release them consistently on the same day at the same time because I have them all done. I won't have to worry about kids. I won't, don't have to worry about my barking puppy or my neighbors. So that's a tremendous thing, absolutely tremendous. It is going to allow me to format things in a specific way. I really like doing it, doing the podcast this way and having the 
prompts, the outline here, so that I can speak from the heart. Not off the cuff, but I can feel more free to have a conversation with you rather than reading from the paper. I also want to be unbound. And what I mean by that is I don't want to have limits on subjects. And I've kind of been feeling like I'm forced into teaching about writing or... I just don't want to be bound to any particular subject. I'd like to go with what I feel, whether I want to theme a season or not, whether I want to try to do some kind of audio play or invite Hoban or some of the other people from that universe onto the podcast, whether I want to do interviews. I just don't want to be limited. Does that make sense? Also, I... I'm considering the intro and the outro. I kind of like the music because it feels like a like the beginning of a story storyteller program. So I I mean I'm fond of the music, but I would like to know if you're willing to give me some feedback. I'd like to know if you like that because not only do I want to have the the good intro and outro music, I also like the sound effects. I prefer to work in coffee shops. And so I like that background hum. Maybe hum is not the right word. I like the white noise of life, of movement and engagement in the background. It helps me to focus on the subjects that I'm talking about. So I like the coffee shop format. I enjoy that. I'd like to know if you enjoy that as well. So if you would tell me, I would appreciate that. I'd love to get your feedback and know if you enjoy these sound effects and the intro-outro music. Next thing, paid material. I am thinking of doing 12 episodes per season. And then creating other episodes, which I would call bonus or member-only, member-exclusive. Anyway, other bonus sessions that will be exclusive to paid subscribers of life of fiction because I'm trying to pay the bills here with this as well. I'm trying to feed my children doing this. And so I want to make sure that I am able to provide extra special, (laughs) I don't know, I almost felt like saying extra super duper. No, I want to be able to provide some amazing bonus content exclusively to paid subscribers who support me for $7 a month. That's important. So I want to be able to include that. And again, with the scheduling and doing seasons so I can control the timing, I'll be able to do that. I also am going to be my own advertiser. Now, I don't want ads in the things that I do. I, If I get to the point where people are approaching me and they want to advertise to you, I want to tell them to get stuffed. I just don't want to do that. I know that it's important. I know that it is a major source of revenue for a lot of very popular people that are podcasting. I don't want to go that route. I'm not interested in doing that. I do, however, want to have some ads, but I'd like to do it a different way. I'd like to do ads of the books that have been published, the projects that I do, that I create for you in the first place, but make you aware of what's available. The fun thing is, I would like to do this with the characters of my world. So, I want to give you an example of the very first commercial that I did 
with a friend of mine back in 2005 around the first time that I started doing podcasts, actually. So here's a little taste of the very first commercial. Scene one, Apple take two. Hello, this is Deborah Harper. You may recognize me as the witty and brilliant gnome scientist from the popular e-comic Wanted Hero. Although I play a scientist in an e-comic, in real life, I'm also a concerned mother. I want the best for my children, which is why I use Wanted Hero e-comics in our home every day. Independent gnome studies show that purchasing and utilizing this amazing e-comic actually increases the IQ level and retention level of your child. It helps in the development of reading skills, boosts the creative output of the brain, and frankly, it makes your child more popular. I mean, who wants to have a dense, slow, unpopular offspring? That's not a child. That's troll food. Wanted Hero is a monthly e-comic for only 99 cents an issue. Only 99 cents. I know my kids are worth 99 cents a month to keep them smart and popular. Log into www.wantedhero.com. It's not the only choice, but it's the smart one. Kind of fun, huh? Well, that was pretty popular, and it got a lot of results, and I enjoyed doing that. Then I had an idea for a second commercial to promote the comic books, the graphic novels that I was creating. I want you to take a listen to this. Excuse me, sir? Yes? We're doing a commercial for a famous product. I was wondering if you would be willing to participate in a little study. A commercial? Will I be in it? Yes, sir. It'll only take a minute. Sure. Splendid. If you would come over here. Yes, right here. Just take a seat. What's all this? What we'd like to determine is which product you would prefer. Just, uh, if you wouldn't mind, put on this blindfold, please. Okay. Okay, here's box number one. What do you feel? Well, it's smooth, cool to the touch, easy to handle. Okay. Now, box number two. Something to my arm! Well, that would be a 600-pound pond gator. <laughs> my arm! So, would you say then that you would prefer box number one over box number two? Yes! Yes! And there you have it, right from the public's mouth. In independent tests, 10 out of 10 people prefer this smooth, cool, easy-to-handle Wanted Hero comics over a 600-pound pond gator. Wanted Hero, because anything else would be flat-out painful. No actual gators were injured in the making of this commercial. See, that's my kind of ads. And so I want to be able to do that and interject those things in the podcast. By the way, those original comic books, the comic books from 2005 to 2006, those are now available in a collector's edition in print. The first time in 17 years. And I will leave that link in the description. So I want to be able to do my own ads and be my own advertiser 
because I don't want charity. That sounds horrible. Doesn't that sound horrible? Uh, that sounds really that sounds really bad. But the thing is, I want to earn your money. I hope, I hope that doesn't... It sounds right in my brain. It feels right in my heart. My point is, is that instead of asking for donations, I'd rather say, hey, I have made something that is neat. If you want to support me, enjoy the things that I've made for you. That's what I mean. So I want to earn your money. So I am going to advertise. I'm going to pu- I'm going to advertise the published things that I that have been created already and then I will put links in the episodes. I figured that'll probably solve that. And that's pretty much it. That's the the changes that I'm going to make to this podcast and life of fiction. So thank you for sticking around and this is the end of episode, not episode. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you try to do a podcast at four to thirty in your in the morning, and you're not awake yet. That that's that's for morning coffee, my my Monday morning videos that I do for free on Life of Fiction, where I take a camera and put it in front of me, have a cup of coffee, and I try to gather my thoughts to give you the information about the previous week and what's coming up but this is what happens thank you for listening this is episode 16 this is the last episode of the first season which i'll now need to rebrand and relabel i think somewhere so i will be seeing you i'm going to give myself a little bit of time to think this out and to do this deliberately So there will be a little break, and then I will be back with season two complete. So you have a wonderful week, and remember, you are more than you think you are. And we'll see you next time.